With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. drummer, Jim Newson with Urban Tech Fair Talk on the radio. Tonight, we are less than about 24 hours out from the verdict for the Trayvon Martin case, and we are going to be honest and realize that we have... um, You know that's the present thing on every every most people's mind. So we want to talk about tech and the Trayvon Martin case. We're going to talk about its impact on from the time the incident happened to getting a trial. Its impact when the verdict was given, and then. How will tech be used moving forward? And no matter the level of technology that we do have, will it make a difference if we don't change, if we are not clear on what our objectives are and have decisive measures and we begin to change, how much difference can technology make? At the end of the day, technology is driven by human beings. So this will be a great discussion and topic. If you are interested, call in 646-716-7994. We're looking for people to call in, join in the conversation. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams. I'm the co-host with Mr. Jim Newson, and we're bringing him on the line right now. Hi, Jim. How are you doing, Jackie? I'm doing good, sir. Doing good. Yes. Uh, you know, it was such a shock, as everybody has been shocked, but I've been amazed at the amount of traffic uh, that's been taking place relative to the uh, uh, Trayvon uh, uh, Martin verdict. And, uh, you know, uh, we don't advocate uh, any type of uh, uh, violent action. Uh, we are believing the system and that... Uh, you know, all things work together for good. We pray for the family, and we understand the uh, travesty of justice that took place. Uh, from our perspective as a community, uh, the descendants of American slaves who uh, endured the, uh, time and time again uh, these types of uh, uh, judicial uh, uh, injustices. But we want to discuss it and then about it 
uh, you know, talk about the effect that uh, our voice uh, vis-a-vis the chat rooms and the twits and the, and the pluses that are taking place right now will affect or can affect the petitions that are being signed to move the ball forward, as you say, Jackie, in a positive uh, direction toward agreed-upon uh, objective, be it uh, the removal of the law or the uh, recall of a uh, Zimmerman. Well, I think we want both of those things. But even more important, I, I think, is um, what are we going to do? We, um, Norm Bond, and we did ask Norm to come on. He did happen to, we know he saw it, but we know how that is on Facebook. You could be doing something else and see something come up. But we're hoping Norm will call in and, and had a chance to find his number. But, um, what is um, really important for us is to be decisive about what we want. And like many of us were shocked, but at the same time, we really weren't. We weren't surprised. But it was a real heavy heart that it did at this day and time, you know, that we feel like we're back in 1960 or something. And... Um, so given we don't get the case, because, you know, they're fighting hard. We know the backbone of this whole case is NRA who does not want the law, the, you know, stand your own ground law removed because they're pushing. They want to be pushing behind to get it into all the states. So the people who are for the stand on ground, they're fighting hard against this. So if we don't get our way as far as this law changed, um, or um, a, a retrial. You know, what are we willing to do? And what are we willing to do to even get, get, get that far? How will we make sure that we're taking serious? This is where our value as a community and people come in. We know we've been talking a lot, but are we going to actually use the technology to really make strategic movement and not just have a whole bunch of conversations and marches. But, uh, but did you say that that's taking place uh, uh, as we speak? I know that uh, up in San Francisco they had over a 1,000 people show up last night for a silent march, uh, a nonviolent uh, silent march to the city to uh, protest the, uh, uh, the uh, not, guilt, not guilty uh, judgment. And even here in L.A., at four different locations, uh, they've got a couple hundred people that are in the streets marching now. And the point is that they're communicating vis-a-vis uh, -vis, uh, uh, Twitter and, uh, and Facebook as to the times, the places, the meetups uh, to, uh, to coordinate actual action. You know, as I often say, if social networking is about user-generated content, then the urban tech fair is about user-generated activity. So I would definitely say there's an activity taking place, a lot of activity taking place now as we speak. Yes, um, I definitely agree there's activity in Philadelphia here. They're having uh, marches. The marches are about bringing about awareness. I think we're pretty clear on we have a problem. We have to move beyond the march effort. And... Um, you know, we need to move. Uh, March, we know there's a problem. We're clear on the problem. We're clear on what the problem, are, you know, is. Um, someone posted that, you know, let's, uh, you know, lighten the verdict. Let's do something. We're going to have a town hall meeting where we're going to discuss how to stop the violence and this and that in our neighborhood. I mean, and then I made a statement. How many times have we had this discussion? Uh, you know, I knew the people on the panel. I know, you know, what they, some do, supposedly do, whatever, supposedly to stop the violence. But, you know, there are other things, you know, in play. But we've had this discussion a million times. We've had successes. There are successful programs that existed that may not stay popular, got funded. You know, politics got in the middle. But 
do we need to come together, have another discussion about the problem? We know what the problem is, so there's one um for us to be taken seriously, we have to move beyond the point of just marching. Because I think that's the premise of a lot of it. We, you know, Trayvon Martin was perceived, even though he was the victim, he was made out to be, and I mean, this was the defense's job to do, but he made him to be a criminal, the black boogeyman. And... Before he closed exactly, down, but is, mm-hmm. is that is that the problem that we need to address in terms of uh, trying to eliminate racism as it exists? Or are we talking about trying to find uh, justice in this particular one instance? Uh, you're 100 percent right about you know the black kids that are being killed in the streets every day in the black on black crime, but even there, when you look at the conviction rate uh, versus uh, a uh, a black person killing another black person or a white person killing a black person is astronomical in terms of the conviction rates being towards the black and the whites being uh, uh, found not guilty or, or get off for shooting a black man. Um, so it's not just one case. It's, it's uh, in the judicial system as a whole that it needs to establish some type of integrity and uh, 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 a standard of justice for all, uh, because all the Trayvon Martin family asked for was their day in court, uh, believing that through the court system and the American system of justice that their son uh, would be avenged, for lack of a better expression. Uh, I don't know if they ever used the word, but they asked for their day in court for their son. And they got yeah. that, but the court that they got was a travesty of, uh, of of justice because, as you say, the way the argument or the uh, uh, proposition was presented in a uh, uh, stand your ground uh, perspective, whether uh, Zimmerman felt that uh, uh, his life was in danger or he was going to receive bodily harm. Well, I tell you now, if you walk up on me in the middle of the night, you can expect to receive bodily harm. Uh, I, I give all props for Trey, Trey Valve for sake taking the first punch. You know, yeah. stranger danger. We done taught them kids all their lives, and that's the, the the root of going back to what you're saying with racism and how it affects our mentality. Because, uh, as I often say, we as the descendants of American slaves, blacks in America, uh, have a unique uh, experience and culture relative to what they define as the African-American culture or the American culture. Because if you come here as an immigrant or uh, as a uh, as part of the majority race, no one's ever told you where you couldn't go. Don't go down by Mr. Johnson's around after dark. Don't go over to this town. Don't drive down here. And when the police pull you over, run. You know, they were never instructed that as a child the do's and don'ts of, uh, of of safely navigating a white world in a racist society. So, mm-hmm. you know, we as, as as the descendants of slave black males such as Trayvon, uh, they have to uh, understand that there's a new reality. I guess my point is believing in the millenniums and always being the optimist, I feel that enough people of goodwill, black, brown, white, or, or the other, are willing to come together uh, and with technology as the connection point that's bringing them together to be able to make a difference uh, not only in the mentality of the uh, communities uh, uh, in Sanford and around the nation, but in terms of the law and how it's applied in the future. Well, definitely, um, you know, I do believe <laughs> you know, I agree with everything you're saying, and it's more than you know just this case. But I do at the core of it, you know, and at the core of the racism, because you know the racism, some of it is not all intentional, and it affects all of us. It's not just you know white folk; it's all folks, including black folks. We have to change our perception about us, and we have to get to the point that we look, we're looked on as human beings. Therefore. If we were looked at as a full human being, Trayvon would have been 
at least judged as a human being who was in in a situation and that was a human life worth justice. You don't feel that way about something that you don't feel is fully human, partly, you know, animal. And, you know, um, you know, we came here consider, being considered three-fifths of a man, that we were animal, that we were cattle, we were property. So, you know, we're still working our way to be seen as human. Um, well, you know, and, and I don't know. know if we'll be able to put the humanity, but, um, you know, I, you I go on and you finish. I see, mm-hmm. I see it a little bit differently. Uh, based on the 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 eyes of the children, of the millennials, of the the generation of Trayvon that's coming up, because as you know, we've discussed this many times, especially in the tech world, uh, people like to conceive or believe that it's a a, a post uh, racial uh, society that color no longer matters to the degrees that it did in uh, the 50s and 60s America. And to a degree, I, I, I believe that there's a chance that these kids, uh, through their interaction and, and collaboration and cooperation, can develop uh, a better world or make this country live up to its creed. Uh, the question is, is, is technology vis-a-vis the effect that social media has had on the Trayvon Martin trial the, uh, the key? Because remember... And in the beginning, they wasn't even going to arrest Trayvon until uh, Twitter and Facebook and 100, 200,000 people started getting together online talking about marching on Florida. That's when they decided to arrest the man. So oh, yeah. social media had a major effect just from day one of the trial. Once the news got out, it's, it's not like in the past where uh, uh, a publisher in a, a racist town to protect his good old boys and place the story on the eighth page in the back of the uh, local paper. You know, now it is mm-hmm. front page news and all of its uh, 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 glory, for lack of a better expression. Where else was I remember that uh, 24 hours after the uh, 911 tapes were discovered, they was online through the city where anyone could listen to them and hear Trayvon scream. Now, that type of expo- uh, access has never been available to, in, as that I'm aware of, in, in, in the history of the judicial system. That the social networking and uh, technology has had a major effect, not only in the, uh, the process of this trial, but the jury selection and, and every step of the way. It, it has always been the elephant in the room. So now, as you say, how do we use it to move forward, or do we say that we just tried and it wasn't enough? Um, well, I mean, I, I think it's twofold. It, it didn't get, we didn't bear the outcome we wanted, but as you stated, they felt, even if they felt they just had to placate us, because I think that's what's their goal, because once they did it, you know, you could, you could hear early on from the way they spoke, they weren't intending really to, you know, prosecute this man. But they had to go through it for, you know, public appeasement. But what I think, what they don't realize, I think, is part of it is people of all races and all realize that, wow, this is a crooked system. And it's there, but for the grace of God, go I being caught up in it. I hear calls being out, not just to the black community, one, to the Hispanic community. I have been collecting different things that I feel are like constructive ways that people are proposing, you know, to deal with the, um, you know, this aftermath. And um, is reaching out, you know, to a lot of minority communities because I think any minority, whether you're Asian, African, black, Hispanic, you know, if put any of us in that situation against a white person, you know, basically you can kind of anticipate the outcome. So, um, 
that's one thing that, you know, technology has done. As you stated, it has made it prevalent front and center, and every, no one has to turn on the news to figure it out. We didn't have to watch TV and be only inundated with what mainstream media and their view, even though they did their best to shape this. We we got to feel it raw, see it raw, and it's, it's impacting across more than one community. So, of course, you know, now, so how do we best use it, you know, now to our advantage, and, you know, and what are we calling for? Now, one thing you shared with me before that would be great to share is, um, like, I like to speak right now about some of the remedies that people are proposing that we have seen across social um, media, some of the things people are proposing to do. You shared with me earlier about the Change.org and NAACP. Can you elaborate? Uh, Yes, and, uh, again, it it shows that when they talk about a cyber war, that truly uh, something is going on. I know I'm not one to believe in coincidences, uh, but all that being said, the NAACP uh, set up a petition requesting the uh, Justice Department to uh, pick up the, uh, 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 pursue the Trayvon Martin case as a human rights violation. And within eight hours, this starts at 10 in the morning by uh, uh, 10 at, at morning, to say uh, uh, 10 hours, they had over 100,000 signatures. And uh, moveon.org, I think, had about 50,000 signatures before all of a sudden both of them were uh, received at the DOS denial of service attacks and their servers were shut down. So, uh, you know, that shows that uh, there's a number of people that are willing to take those petitions to uh, uh, Obama, to the Justice Department, to uh, pursue it from a uh, a whole different uh, uh, federal level relative to the violation of a person's human rights just to walk the street. Uh, remember, that was what happened down here in Los Angeles with the Rodney King trial, was that after the police were found not guilty uh, by the criminal court system, the federal court stepped in and found them guilty. So, But that takes the power of the people to move their senators and their state representatives to cause the type of commotion, or you say guilt, that uh, demands that some action be taken by everyone in this community because essentially the stand your ground law as uh, demonstrated in the Trayvon Martin case gives pedophiles and rapists a right to kill their victims and claim it was self-defense. You sneak Mm -hmm. up on a person in the middle of the night and they defend themselves, so you shoot them. That was Zimmerman's defense. I snuck up on the board, he fought me back, so I shot him. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. We, like, you know, I mean, I just, and you think you wouldn't have to have this I mean, discussion. That's, that's now the with, bottom law. Yeah. That law needs to be mm-hmm. changed. That should not be a valid defense in anybody's book. We know that law has been misused on many occasions. Uh, I had a case of the guy in New York uh, that got hit in the nose and during a basketball game, walked over to the side of the bench, picked up his pistol, and went back and shot the guy. So he felt his bodily, uh, he was in for great bodily harm from this guy because he hit him in the nose over a basketball game mm. with his kids watching. You know, so it's a, it's a bad law, and if we do nothing more than come together as a nation to have that law removed, whether it be through uh, uh, boycotts, whether it be through political action, whether it be through electing whole new uh, politicians, uh, but uh, peaceably and justifiably, according to the system, uh, by birth of this nation, we do have the right to pursue that type of change, and the Constitution claims it's a duty for us to correct the wrongs of this country. So technology allows us to come together, many small voices create one large voice, and to organize into political and social action. But that's just the obvious. Why don't you tell us some of the lists that you've been hearing that people have been suggesting? Well, um, 
Give me a second. I got to open up. Had I took some notes on the side, but one, I think one of the the what I feel seems to be the most productive thing that um, at least which may I feel may get us more to be heard. First, they're doing a blackout. Um, one person stated that um, their blackout is that for 17 days. The um, amount of time, um, years that Trayvon lived, that they're going to, you know, basically black out from social media, from Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, it's just like a moment of silence, and um, which I think is, you know, that I think is actually needed, you know. You know, I know we're upset, we're angry, we we'll take action and all, but, you know, in the movement, you know, we realize this is a spiritual move. We, You know, we have to see the larger picture. More and more is being done to move us back into slavery, legalized slavery, between the prison system, the law, you know, the health gets us in prison, to keep people in prison, the gentrification, the, the you know, the mass movement into the cities to take back over the urban areas and to, you know, dislocate um, residents, they're going to have to have somewhere to go. And then you have this mass movement of the stand-your-own-ground law, which basically allows us to be hunted like animals. Um, you know, there's a massive move that way. And, you know, we do need to, we can't separate the spiritual aspect, even though some people may not so believe, but we're really, we're spiritual beings having a, a human experience, that we need to go back there. And um, anger is an emotion, and we don't want to be controlled by our emotions. We need to feel the emotion, go through the emotion, but it shouldn't direct our actions. So I think that's kind of a good thing to actually have moment of silence and for us to come together and to, you know, really strategize. And one of those things, in a blackout, people are calling for boycotts. And some people say we're going to start tomorrow morning. I don't think that's very effective because the news hasn't gotten to everyone. I know we want to do any everything and all, but we need to be realistic. If we're going to boycott, then we need to make sure we have we have the ability to, you know, withhold for long, you know, for long periods of time. Ex- execute whatever we do. We should have the ability to execute it. Yes, and um, so some, you know, some things are reactionary, but I think the thought is right. I mean, if we look at King, who had effective movements. The most effective movements weren't the march. What really made people pay attention was the boycott. That's when he became a national figure because they shut and we and we know that's our weakness and this is why at times as a people we're hard being hard to take serious because we're such massive consumers. But even our consumerism isn't given respect because they feel they can do anything, say anything, treat us any kind of way, and we're still going to buy. So I think that is a necessary statement for us to say, okay, not only we don't want business to be done as usual, we're willing to change ourselves and not be as usual. We're willing to commit to a healthy change. You know. From from a from a basic uh, symbolic uh, 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 point of what you're talking about relative to a boycott or a, uh, uh, a economic action, uh, the suggestion of a a, a blackout or or people literally not going on Facebook for uh, uh, x amount of time would leave a, a definite uh, a trackable uh, impact because it say that we're currently over 25% of Twitter and uh, I believe 15% of Facebook. So the numbers would drop, the traffic would drop, because we're one, even though we are a minority, we're one of the most active users of Facebook, Twitter, and social networking. So that statistics could be tracked. Yeah, and um, I definitely, definitely have an impact, and 
you know, I do think in, in this moment as we, because we know we're angry. I, it's a quiet anger right now. But, um, and I think people are definitely trying to be controlled and not allow the anger to take over them. But, if we, you know, we may need that moment of silence. And, and we may actually need the time to focus and just remember Trayvon and not allow, you know, so much other things to take over, but actually remember that this is a person. And, you know, we got to keep reminding ourselves to humanize, especially in this new, newer generation. Where every they're so anesthetized because you know from the games, the TV, they're so oversaturated with sex and violence that they're anesthetized to it, and we wonder sometimes how can they be so violent? But they're anesthetized to the violence, so and, and they don't see the humanity or significance of life. So we may need to you know take that moment, but I you know I think those are like the two best things that I really heard was about boycotting um you know Norm had some great statements um he has his blog um norm bond report if you go to normbond dot com um he puts out um he writes a daily blog and you can see um his coverage of it. Another one of our associates is Eric Hamilton, co-founder of the Around the Way app. The Around the Way app is supporting a blackout. Now you can go to aroundthewayapp.com and download the app for free, and that is going to give you local access wherever you are. You put where you are, and then you can, within a five-mile radius, um, five to ten-mile radius, come up with black businesses in the area where you are. So um, I'm not sure where the central point and place is going to be, where it will be to follow, but um, even you told me um, about some um, economic boycotts. This is a few things. Um, when it was the Occupy movement, one of the artists, Hezekiah, um, Jim, he's the one, he's also, his alter ego is Johnny Popcorn, and he he did the um, music power, the one we were using to open up the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, um, with Cody Chestnut, um, who's been around for a while, he did a piece with him called um, What Kind of Cool. It says, what kind of cool is this? But in that, he, you know, they talked about um, we need this, you know, Stop shopping and boycott in order, you know, to protest. And when the Occupy movement came, he he brought that portion back up, and people were quiet. They want to do all these Occupy this, Occupy that. If you really want to Occupy, stop spending. But you know, I think at this point in time, you know, we're we're open to that, and. Um, so that's been a train of thought, and, you know, just in my opinion, those are two of the um, most effective things. Um, one one person said, do not spend, oh, this is what I heard a few times, do not spend $1 in the state of Florida, no vacations and no conventions. And that's, a you know, a good directive and call to action just right there for the state of Florida. And, you know, that yes, could be a our, good direction. Yes, our dollars are, are, are in the... Uh uh, eight figures. We, we, you know, we are a multi-million-dollar travel uh, demographic. And so, you know, right there's a good directive to let Florida fill it, the, the, you know, the sting, and allow Florida to be, you know, an example. And um, but I saw that a few times. You know, don't spend money in Florida. No vacations. No conventions. And those conventions are super important. Because those conventions but, do a lot. The, the only way that that type of uh, uh, program would be effective is if we had a a, a full uh, societal support vis-a-vis uh, -vis, uh, what happened with apartheid in South Africa. Because it wasn't until that uh, the uh, cities and the universities started taking their pension funds out of South Africa did South Africa really feel the pain? Uh, Florida is a state similar to certain countries in terms mm -hmm. of its ability to generate revenue. 
So it yeah. would take not only the the black community, but the American society as a whole to stop visiting Florida in order for yeah, it to yeah, have an because, effect. Yeah, I don't think there are a lot of black Florida residents. I don't know if Florida is a super large. I mean, you have just, you know, Disney World and all, but I don't know if our visitation of Florida and conventions, I don't know if we have enough conventions and things there to make a difference. But, again, you know, well, conventions right now, are big money. When you, you, yeah, nonprofits have been under such pressure that their conventions, they're not doing their conventions as much as they used to. So, no, you know, we don't do as many uh, uh, gatherings from organizations that have been in the past, like legacy groups like uh, Jack and Jill or, or the uh, uh, the different uh, uh, black hotel associations or, or BDPA and so forth. Yeah, but there are also other conventions that are not necessary. You know, there are all types of conventions and events held. You know, at the convention centers. I mean, and from poetry societies, and you know, you're you're a lot of. And then you see, in um, in Florida, you have Miami, which is big for the music industry. That's one of the big hip hop centers is Miami. And so then, you know, you got the parties and all of those different type of things. There, you know, you know, with a coordinated effort, there can be a you know a decided impact. Um, again, though, um. And I think we can get more than just the black community support because, you know, I don't think it's a rocket science for other minorities to see, you know, there before the grace of God, you know, go I. Because, um, you know, just, you know, how you looked upon. So, um, but, you know, that's one of them. And this is another one, and this was interesting. This woman, um, Denise King, she's a jazz singer. She's from Philadelphia, and she's a well-known jazz singer. And she posted this. Um, if you dare come to my wall and engage in some racist BS rant, not only will I cuss you out, because she says how she does not curse, and, you know, refrains from cursing you out in a um, sophisticated, intellectual, coherent way, I will put your racist um, arse on blast and defriend you here on Facebook and the live and living color. With that said, many of you know the pianist Kenny Kirby, who happens to be white, which doesn't matter one bit to me, until he had the audacity to disrespect and defile my wall with a racist rant directed at and disrespecting my family and my friends regarding Trayvon Martin verdict. I want everybody to know what kind of person you are. Anybody else writes hate filled rants on my wall, I'm calling you out and putting you on blast. So, you know, that's an individual movement, but it's significant in the fact that you know, the Philly music community is small, and people came on. All righty. Um, we've got Max Parsis on the line with us. But, um, you know, the Philly music community is small. And, you know, people read, oh, I know them, or, yeah, I'm around, and, you know, it, it would make, it makes a difference. And, um, right, you know, it's social, but you're sh- seeing already how technology, one post from one significant artist, how it's making um, a real difference. Now, Jim, I want to go on. We have two more callers on the line, and um, I know we have Mac Parthis, and I think we might have Norm Bond. So I'm going to bring on Max, and then I'm going to bring on Norm. And as I open up these lines... Um, Gentlemen, can you introduce yourself? I'm going to start with Max, and then we're going to go to Norm. Peace, hey, Sister Jacqueline. Uh, it's been a long time. My name is Max Parthis. I'm uh, one of the co-hosts of New Abolitionist Radio and a co-host of The Session Live and a civil rights activist for a couple of decades now. All right. Norm? Good evening. Norm Bond here in Philadelphia, marketer, promoter, and... Um, Overall agitator. All righty. 
Okay, now Jim, the um, well, well, did you uh, have anything off, you wanted to uh, ask him specifically, or did you want well, to make your statement? Well, first off, I want to uh, uh, compliment Norm on that uh, great post and uh, that he has on his uh, uh, blog site, and brother, a uh, great agitator, or not he's a truth teller, uh, not only from a, a social level but from a, a business and technical level as well. And I just want to uh, uh, give you a, a big round of applause and bow down to you, Norm. That was a great post. I loved it. I shared it. And Van, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jim. I mean, and, and you and Jackie, and I just really salute what you guys have been doing and continue to do with technology and, and the digital drummer and uh, the whole urban, uh, the whole urban talk talk urban tech talk platform and the show tonight i think the show that you know the the whole topic of looking at uh the, the trayvon martin case but also the in, impact of technology is something that i think is key because i don't i don't think we would be at this point if it were not for the technological tools that we have it's one of the things that distinguishes us now from where we were even in the 90s you know or 80s in terms of our ability to connect all right. And I want to take a moment and just say thank you to Max Parthas. He's out of South Carolina, but he's a an active, active activist, poet, producer, many things. Um, but he did a show today um, on New Abolitionist Radio, and he just, you know, just had to get his thoughts and every. Sing out his feelings. He just went on and recorded a show called Half Breed, and that's also posted on my wall and um, Master Grio Radio Group, so everyone can check it out. But um, can you share a little bit with us, Max? Uh, yes, I can, most certainly. And uh, this is very important. So, to everybody that's listening here on the line, everybody's listening later or on air, there's something we can do collectively. We don't need to be uh, taking our anger and our efforts and all these crazy directions, there's one single thing we can do, and that's become an abolitionist. Become an abolitionist today. This, right now, what we're dealing with is all the result of slavery, legalized slavery, which has existed. It never ended. Never ended. And I know it goes against everything people believe and have heard, but I'm telling you this is not a metaphor. Real slavery with people being bought and sold on the open market exists through the private prison industrial complex. There's a list of companies I can give you right now if you want to boycott, who as of April of this year have been using prison slave labor in their business practices. This prisoner is getting jobs with the people on the street who can't get jobs. You have to ask yourself why, and that's because of the 13th Amendment loophole, which allows prisoners to be slaves. But there's an exception in the 13th Amendment. And I don't know if you want me to give that list on your show here today, but I can certainly give it to you. You can boycott those people, and you would be surprised just who supports slavery. See, these are slave catchers out there. Police, they're killing our kids left and right without, without just random abandon. And even wannabe cops feel like they can get away with it. We talk about how we should respect ourselves uh, more and not expect the white people to treat us one way or another, but to treat ourselves that way. But we can't even recognize slavery when we see it, and we're doing nothing about it, just talking around it. And personally, I'm just kind of tired of that. This is a moment mm -hmm. in time where we can recognize the truth and act on it. Don't go chasing rainbows. Here's the list. Should I give them the list, Jacqueline? Or you want um, me to before you give us the list, um, wait a minute, Norm went off. Um, before you give us the list, what I um, here, would Jack. like to... Oh, okay. Um, can you explain what it means to become an abolitionist? You said the to one thing we should do is become an abolitionist. Explain how, how can it we takes, do that? It takes two stages. First, you have to accept that slavery still exists. And in order to do that, you have to educate yourself. We have all kinds of videos and literature available to show you that. You could just Google a prison, a school-to-prison pipeline, kids mm -hmm. for cash uh, judges, uh, private prison industrial complex, any of that will give you the information you need to come to a conclusion that slavery exists. Once you do that, you have a choice to make now that you know. Either you're going to fight to end it or you're going to turn your head and let it go by. 
or become a part of the problem. When you say to yourself, I'm going to do what I can to end this, you become an abolitionist. All right. Okay. So um, I'm going to bring um, Jim back on into conversation. I just sometimes um, have to mute the background noise. And, um, Norm, what do you have to say to that? Well, the, what I have to say is that I'm working on a couple of projects. Um, one is the whole um, black, uh, blackout. I heard you mention earlier the National Blackout Day, which we're calling for tomorrow. Actually, today and tomorrow, Sunday and Monday, uh, there is a web, uh, there's a Facebook page. People can put in National Blackout uh, Day of Absence, or they can go to the website, uh, which is uh, Buy Black All Year Long buyblackallyearlong.com you can go to the website and you can see information about that event as well as um, other ongoing events as you know Jackie we've been working on redirecting spending and looking at the asset of our collective spending for black people 1.2 trillion dollars and looking at how we can control the economics so go to the website um, you can find out about the uh, the, the uh, national blackout we're calling for. It's real simple for people to participate in that. And then also we're connected with um, the Around the Way app where people can find over 20,000 black-owned businesses uh, in the app, download it to your phone, and gives you a way to connect with black-owned businesses year-round in your area. And and so, you know, you go there, download the app for your, app, for your iPhone and your Droid as you talk about technology, and, um, you know, people can add their business if you're a business owner or if you're a consumer. So, you know, that's – I heard um, someone say earlier that, you know, if we, economic power and political power, you know, go together. And, and having um, the uh, political without the economic is like having a driver's license but not having a car. So, you know, that's what, you know, a lot of my focus on is on, you know, how do we deal with the economic solution. Now, um, Max mentioned the list. Do you have a list of those companies? Um, are you talking to me, Jacqueline? No, I was asking Norm because I mean, list, in the blackout, companies? companies that support. Um, no, we're taking a different approach. <clears throat> we're taking a different approach from that. What we're we're looking at is identifying businesses. Um, our people who have started business, we have over, according to the Census Bureau, 1.2, 1.1 million black-owned businesses. Our focus is identifying those businesses that we have, that black people have started, many of which are sole proprietorships, and directing money to those businesses. And so what we have in the um, through the Around the Way app is 20,000 businesses, you know, and, and just go to the site, aroundthewayapp.com, Go in and go to the app or or from your phone, you know, and so we, that's the way we're approaching the list, um, you know, issue. Uh, the other piece in terms of the boycott of corporations and whatnot, I mean, I, I've done some work in that arena. I think until we get, like, um, a critical mass and have some alternatives for people, um, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not, we're not at that stage for the groups that I'm working with. So that's where I'm at with that. All right. Okay. Well, um, I'm just let Jim respond, and then we'll um, okay. go back to you, Max. Okay. Okay. Am I am I am I on? Yes, sir. Okay. First of all, uh, I want to compliment uh, Max. It's my first time meeting him, and I, I understand his passion and the uh, uh, the logic and the information and the facts uh, that are behind uh, his statements relative to slavery. Uh, existing in the prison uh, uh, pipeline. Uh, I wrote an article uh, a couple of months ago. I did a post on how many major, uh, all your major uh, uh, media moguls own a piece of a prison and why you hear so much violence and everything designed on quote-unquote motivating, uh, you know, their listenership to follow that pipeline straight into prison as though prison mm-hmm. life is a, a glamorous life. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. I just wanted Max to know he, he does have a friendly audience on this side of the phone. Thank you. Okay. Um, so, Max, you want to... Um, sure. Um, if you have 20,000 black-owned businesses, you should send them this list 
or at least uh, the recording of this show, because they may be using these goods and services. As there is no list. Have... Again, go to the website. Okay, okay I there got you. There is no list. That's the list. The right. list because it's broken down by your geographic location. So we're not going to send it. You know, just go to the website. If you have a, a phone, the list will come to your phone. And if you're in, uh, where, you said you're in North Carolina? What South Carolina. South Carolina. So you would go to the list. Of, if you go to the Roundway app, it will find black-owned businesses based on your GPS, GPS location there in South phone. Carolina. And cool. so just like I'm in Philly, Jim's in L.A., if each of us went to the app, we would find different businesses based on our GPS location. And it's free for businesses to be added. And so that's the, the approach. And then you, if you needed a, a baker, an automobile, a, a florist, whatever, the idea is to populate this with those businesses and have the directory be complete or, you know, with black businesses. So it's not a list we're sending. This is a, something that goes to your phone, you go to it, and you find your business, and you go there and you direct your dollars to those businesses. Okay. But I think what Max was just stating was about the list of corporations using prison labor that maybe that information could be sent to the the 20,000 black-owned businesses so that they would know whether or not they're doing businesses with such companies. Yeah, we're not at that point. That's another whole, we got to stay focused on what we're doing. I mean, the best way, come to the site, you know, and maybe put an ad. But right now, there's enough complexity trying to maintain the database that we have and keeping that current. So we really don't have the resources, you know, to take that project on. We have to make slavery a priority. You know, as a, as a personal thing of my own, I want to know for certain. And I went and searched all the top lists of things that are important to Americans. So they have all of these lists of the top priorities in, that America has. And I must have went through 50, and I couldn't find a single one that had police brutality, mass incorpor- uh, incarcerations, slavery, racism, white supremacy. None of that existed on any of those lists. So we have to make this our priority. It has to become important. Enslavement is something that is very important. And as of April 2013, the following companies are using prison slave labor in their business practices. You have to ask yourself, how is it jobs are available for prisoners during such high un- unemployment rates? And then go reread the 13th Amendment. Microsoft, Nike, Lockhart Technologies Incorporated, Boeing, Compact, Texas Instruments, Honeywell, Microsoft, Dell, Starbucks, Motorola, Nintendo, Forever 21, United Visions Group, Charles Cliff Controls, TWA, Dell Computers, Microsoft, Eddie Bauer, Planet Hollywood, Redwood Outdoors, Wilson Sporting Goods, Union Bay, Elliott Bay, A&I Manufacturing, Washington Marketing Group, Omega Pacific, J.C. Penney, Victoria's Secret, Best Western Hotels, Honda, Kmart, Target, Kualu Incorporated, McDonald's, Hawaiian Tropical Products, Burger King, Prison Blues Jeans Line, New York, New York Hotel and Casino, Imperial Palace Hotel and Casino, Crisp Country Solid Waste Management Authority, No Fear Clothing Lines, CMT Blues, Conica, Allstate, Merrill Lynch, Shearson Lehman, Louisiana Pacific, Park Davis, Upjohn, Chevron, Bank of America, and AT&T. If you are using these services or goods, then by default you are now consciously supporting slavery. Now you know and you can carry your own weight. Choose not to spend your money on slavery. Yeah. And we can find yeah, I mean, out more information about that at uh, your website. Uh, yes, you can go to MaximumImpactPoetry.com and just click the link for New Abolitionist Radio. We give the complete link there complete list, and you can also friend me on uh, MySpace at Max Parthis, where the list is written down as well. But yeah, you consciously know, now you can choose not to buy there and not to support slavery, man. You know, these are slave catchers killing our children. We have to stop slavery before we do anything else. Yes, well, I do... We have um, about uh, about five minutes left, am I right, Jackie? Yeah, we have um, we have six so, minutes left. Um, I just wanted to state, if you want to um, listen in or if you want to speak, you do need to press the number one. 
Um, just call 646-716-7994. You have to call in within five minutes if you want to continue to hear the show. Um, and if you'd like to speak, just press the number one. And um, so, you know, I, I, you know, I think what everyone said here is valid. Um, there was a statement that Dr. Colin Anderson made in his book, Black Labor, White Wealth, He Who Pays the Piper Picks the Tune. So whatever movement we do, do, it needs to be backed by economic movement and, you know, whatever. The, we need the economic strength. So, you know, to cripple one, you know, when you cripple one thing, you have to build another. So we do need to support our own businesses and to start supporting ourselves so that we don't have to be dependent upon these other entities. And then when we, you know, so... You know, both of them are relevant, and I think I made this statement earlier to Jim before you guys even came on the line. You know, it doesn't take a rocket science to see that this movement is all moving toward, you know, full legalization of slavery, you know, between the prison and pipeline system and this massive gentrification and movement um, into the urban areas and displacement of people. You know, where they're going to start sending people. They're going to start making up reasons. And the stand-your-own-ground law, that's just, to me, open season to hunt black folks, you know. That's legalized lynching, like they said, or hunting. Because it's like, they ex- you know, he was hunted down. You know, he wasn't even lynched. He was hunted down and shot like like you hunt animals. So, um, well, Jackie, mm-hmm. I I don't want to end the show without uh, giving uh, Norm's organization, National Society of uh, uh, Marketing Developers, uh, a plug. I know Norm is a uh, uh, an activist uh, from a personal side, but he hasn't even mentioned uh, his uh, uh, business and his uh, association side. So, Norm, do you want to tell our audience a quick little bit about uh, NAMD? Yeah, NAMD and National also websites. Norm. Mm-hmm. NAMD you. National Alliance of Market Developers. Uh, it's a nonprofit focused on market development. That website is NAMDNTL.org, and you can find the link to the site as well as the other sites on my site, which is NormBond.com. N-O-R-M-B-O-N-D.com. And um, I'm also going to be coming out, Jim, to your way. Coming out, L.A. Uh, first week in August, last week of uh, July, uh, because one of the areas that we're looking to concentrate on is the business of black hair, uh, another uh, multi-billion-dollar industry. Ninety over ninety percent of the money coming from black women, yet over ninety percent of the revenue going to uh, you know non-blacks. So uh, there's going to be a, a, a LA Natural Hair Care Expo going on uh, first week of August, August third, fourth. And again, come to my website, you know, if you, and I'll get more info, you know, for folks about that, or they can Google and, and, uh, and we'll LA National Hair Care Expo. And we'll be glad to share it and uh, blast it because I know that you've been active in the black beauty industry. You've turned me on to some great and positive people that are doing uh, 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 unbelievable things in terms of making a difference on the natural uh, hair movement of moving away from those chemicals and to healthy natural uh, uh, products. Uh, so whatever I can do to support you, Norm, you, you know I'm in uh, in your corner when you come here to the city. We'll hang out. I appreciate it. Well, I'm looking forward to coming out, and you'll be definitely okay. getting more information. All righty, gentlemen, just real quick, I just want to repeat um, for um, Max. It's um, www.maximumimpactpoetry.com. Then we have normbond.com. And um, the um, www.namdntl for national dot org. That's for the National Alliance of Market Developers. Now we do have a caller from the 303 that wants to speak. That's been on the line for a while. Let's let's listen. We've always Uh, hi hi, Jacqueline and Jim. Hi uh, Ted Tillman. I'm still paying attention. And uh, right. I think it's. I think it's. Well, we can we can disagree sometimes, and I think that out of this tragedy, that's something that we have to consider. That not only can we disagree, but we can also look at uh, what's going on. And I think it was pointed out that so much economic opportunity 
is leaving uh, the community. And this is not, in my opinion, a racial thing, but it seems to be a coming together of our community to say, what can we do to have a healthier status in our community? And by supporting these different businesses, that's a good first thing. It's like we're saying um, we need to, uh, we can do better, and we're going to, and we're looking for avenues to do that. Now, okay. Ted, you know it's at the end of the show, but uh, uh, you've moved to Colorado. Uh, can you tell us a website where our listeners can find out more about you and your uh, your company? Sure, absolutely. Uh, right now, I have a new website up. It's called mywork-skills.net. And what that website entails is that in areas of finance, technology, sales and marketing, I have a program and a process in place to elevate a person's experience in addition to the education. So that uh, one of the things uh, that I'm doing is for all the people out there that want to pre- uh, present their information, uh, I say, isn't it about time that people get on your page so that you can uh, express your skill set? And uh, I work you know, with myself and other professionals to make sure that you're getting professional guidance so that by time you complete anything, uh, formal education, that you are well prepared in addition to the classroom training. You're well aware of everything that is pertinent to the industry and better positioned to be more success- successful. Well, okay. Well, thank so, you. Thank you, Ted. And I, and I recommend that, uh, Norm, uh, you and Ted uh, contact each other offline uh, you might want to need a, an operative in the uh, Colorado area to set up an NAMD chapter. Uh, uh, he, my man Ted would be a, a, a very good candidate. He's been working with us on the Urban Tech Fair, and uh, he's a committed activist and knows his way around the web. Okay, thank and you. And also, you can list your business for free, Ted, on the go to Roundaway app. Dot com and this your business. Now, Jackie, you and Jim know that anytime we have a chit chat, I'm always going to follow up. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to expect an email or a note pretty soon. You know that. All right. Sounds okay. Good. That sounds real good. Okay, gentlemen, you have 30 seconds in the whole world listening. What do you have to say? We're going to start with you, Ted. We're going to move to um, Norm, and then we're going to move to Max. And, Jim, you get to close us out. So 30 seconds and the whole world listening. Ted. All right. Mywork-skills.net. I want to thank Jim, Jacqueline also, and others in the listening audience uh, to look within yourself and ask, what can I do to help one other person? All right. Norm? I would say um, visit my website at normbond.com. Black people in particular um, at the bottom of all of the socioeconomic indicators, and we can change that. Even though it's more challenging than ever, we have more tools than ever and and ways to connect globally uh, as well. So even though... Uh, it's challenging uh, that we, we also have more tools, and if we put them together uh, and apply some of the information we're hearing here, like with the Urban Tech Fair, uh, using the mobile devices, as well as, of course, all of these things just amplify our human skills, then, you know, we will continue not only to survive but to thrive. All right. Max? Mm-hmm. I would like to say, uh, with all due respect, that this circumstance where our children are continually dying is a direct result of the slavery system that exists in America today. I'm a poet. I don't use words as metaphors casually. When I say slavery, I mean slavery. And I I do know that I have to deal with cognitive dissonance when it goes against everything you believe. We're not talking about something that's going to happen. We're talking about something that's going on right now, legalized slavery, where your children are crops. 
I'd also like to point out there's something you can do if you're in the uh, a teacher in the education system or if you were working for the government. We have found that the teachers' union has almost a hundred million dollars collectively invested in the construction of private prisons. That's a direct conflict of interest. No teachers should have their retirement plan, depending on how many people get arrested. If you want to find out more, you can always go to MaximumImpactPoetry.com. As I said earlier, you have to either think of it this way. Either I'm exaggerating or I'm actually telling you the truth. You can find out easily in the age of knowledge, being ignorant is a choice. All right. Jim? Well, first off, i got to say that, Max, we've got to have you back on the show for a full hour so we can really get into your program and some of the companies that you've identified and the facts that you've uh, uncovered. Uh, but relative to the audience and closing out the show, I simply want to remind them that the Urban Tech Fair is about the spirit of Ubuntu. We are because of you. We exist to showcase and highlight organizations such as uh, Max such as Norm, such as Ted, because we are doing great things as a community. We are marvelous people with little or no resources accomplishing fantastic uh, events. So don't lose hope. We will stand, and we will survive this. Justice will be done. All right. Thank you. This has been the Digital Drummer, Jim Newsom, with Urban Tech Fair Talk on the radio. Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.